Hello and welcome to Pop Matters. I'm your host, John Williamson. Some people call me Moose. You can do with that whatever you want. I work in the Student Activities Office here at Calvin College, which produces this podcast, which we hope will help change the conversation about pop culture. Now, at each of our concerts and movies, we hand out a playbill to better prepare the audience for the performance or film they're about to see. Most of these narratives for our concerts this year are written by SAO student staff member Jordan Peterson. But for our concert with the Mountain Goats, we asked third-year student Mike Lentz, who's a major fan, to write this piece about one of the most unique bands in the country. The Mountain Goats have released 15 studio albums in nearly 25 years. John Darnielle, the main authorial force and longest standing member of the Mountain Goats, is a master of exploring particular moments, emotions, and scenes with sharp, precise truth. Darnielle's songwriting catalog presents the listener with hundreds of unique vignettes, each one about a specific and fundamentally human experience. Darnielle is able to harness and express difficult and undesirable emotions. For example, in the song No Children from the 2002 album Tallahassee, Darnielle sings about a couple that hates each other. This may be the Mountain Goat's most cynical song, because instead of hoping to salvage the relationship, or even their lives, Darnielle hopes for destruction. His writing works against many common cliches. I am drowning. There is no sign of land. You are coming down with me. Hand in unlovable hand, and I hope you die. I hope we both die. This song demonstrates Darnielle's ability to subvert expectations. Instead of singing a song about fighting to heal or repair a relationship, this song is about fighting to make sure the relationship dies in the worst possible way. Darnielle's honesty is abrasive, but it's also poignant and necessary. This isn't a love song, it's a hate song. Darnielle admits and explores his anger without fear. Darnielle sings about rebuilding life after catastrophe. In the song Woke Up New from the 2006 album Get Lonely, Darnielle sings about a lonely lover the morning after a seemingly permanent separation by breakup or death. The singer describes his typical morning, which is now altered because of his isolation. On the morning when I woke up without you For the first time I felt free And I felt lonely and I felt scared immediately not being used to being the only person there this song is about a person who doesn't know how to live how to be without his lover by the conclusion of the song there is hope the singer is waiting for the coming future unlike no children this song is about repair and courage in the midst of trouble it is a precise moment and experience, and Darnielle captures the emotion with a touching bittersweetness. What do I do? What do I do without you? According to Darnielle, honesty in relationships, deliberate actions, and true sensory experiences are the things that make life meaningful and possible, regardless of external forces. Even in the anger of no children, Darnielle is bold and determined. Even in the confusion of Woke Up New, Darnielle is awake and present. 
Danielle has an enduring ability to capture moments, characters, and life in flux. In addition to the boldness, vulnerability, and power of the lyrics, one of the things that has given the Mountain Goats their power is the persistence of the music behind the lyrics and the undeniable honesty in Darnell's voice. Most of the songs are either acoustic guitar or piano-driven and are made up of simple melodies and consistent patterns. The music itself is quite minimal, especially the older material, often an acoustic guitar strumming full chords recorded on a tape deck. This style reveals both a humble, unassuming nature and an approach to art that values simplicity with no pretense of perfection. Using simple elements, Darnielle crafts songs that vary wildly in composition and style. The melodies are often subtle, often catchy, and guided by his sincere delivery. And sometimes, when he sustains high notes, he sounds like a mountain goat, in a good way. But there's gonna be a party when the wolf comes home. Oh. Next, Ollie Crevier, a Pop Matters team member, sat down with third year student Jordan Peterson to talk about the innovative artist Gallant, who recently performed at Calvin. Traditionally, contemporary R&B is all about romance um, and is very sexual. And I think that Gallant has some of that. Um, there's definitely a lot of sort of like relationship-based um, songs, but I think it goes further than that. Um, I think it's just he's very good at conveying things such as dread and even anxiety, um, and it can just be seen by how sort of physically he's. There are songs where he just is like completely shaking, and it like seems to just be boiling over with a sort of like anxious energy and then there are other songs too that are more triumphant there's a lot of melancholy in his music but i don't think he's like exclusively sad i'm pulling my way Cincinnati with a group of friends the first time seeing him kind of caught us all off guard um, because it was this massive room we were way up in the balcony and here comes this guy who (laughs) doesn't really he doesn't talk between songs or anything like that and just absolutely owns the stage just jumping all around and just completely fills the room Um, and so I think that was a little bit it's fun to see an opener um, that just kind of completely takes you off guard. Friend, why don't you love me? Once the myth has been told, this deforms it as lightning. Uh, raise your right hand. Sure. 
this time around, I really enjoyed being closer to him. That he's somebody who um, really, really, it, it's it's helpful to be um, close, I guess, because you can see so much of his physicality on stage and um, facial expressions and things like that um, have a lot more sort of potency than it does if you're way up in a balcony. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the sort of intimate, um, close setting of the Calvin show. Search for things to Gallant is typically described as a sort of R&B. Though R&B stands for rhythm and blues, the R&B genre has evolved quite a bit from its blues origins. Another upcoming concert at Calvin, Audia Victoria, creates a sort of southern gothic sound all her own, a little closer to its rhythm and blues roots, but bringing in diverse rock and folk influences. I've seen the sun rise in seven years. This is a free conversation and concert on Saturday night, April 23rd at 8 p.m. in the Calvin Fine Arts Center Recital Hall. Say you're looking for something to make you feel new. You don't believe in God, ha! Whiskey will do! And finally, in anticipation of our Friday, April 22nd concert with Noah Gunderson at the Ladies Literary Club, Pop Matters team member David Fitch brought Kendra Larson, a Noah Gunderson fan and second-year student, to go make the case to a non-fan why they should consider going to the Noah Gunderson show. So we thought it would be interesting to have two people having a conversation, one trying to convince the other to go to a concert. So... If you can introduce yourself a little bit, Kendra, and then we'll go to Patrick. All right. Um, I'm Kendra Larson. I'm a sophomore um, at Calvin. I study film production and Greek. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I'm going to a metal concert this weekend with some of my friends from back home. Hi, I'm Patrick Maynard, freshman at Calvin College, six foot one, 180 pounds. I like hanging out with friends. I'm a Young Life leader. That's pretty much about it. Oh, I play... Uh, Hockey for Calvin on a JV team. And are you going to the Noah Gunderson concert this uh, coming up this month? Probably not. I'm not sure who Noah Gunderson is. Perfect. We are going to start the clock. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
to con- do your best to convince Patrick to go to the Noah Gunderson show. Well, Patrick, do you listen to very much music? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. All right. What sorts of like genres? Mainly pop, hip-hop, some country, anything that's good. All right. Well, Noah Gunderson, actually, so he's been described as pop folk. Like, that's like his Spotify genre, I think. Um, but I think when I listen to his music, I hear some, like, Americana nuances, which is folk with some heavy influences from, like, other U.S. musical traditions, I think. So, like, blues, country, rock and roll. So that's first. His genre is it's pretty accessible um, for somebody who hasn't listened to him before. I think the most powerful thing about him, I think the reason everyone should go is that he's really honest. Everyone should go to his concert because they'll hear some truth. Okay, so that's one minute, Patrick. Are you on the fence? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are we talking about me actually going to this? Would you go? If if it didn't cost you any money, it cost you only time. I'm on the fence. On the fence? All right, so Kendra, you have two more minutes. All right, well, let let me ask you some questions. Okay. Who is this guy? Is is he famous at all? Does he have any fame? Is he where's he from? Do a lot of people listen to his music? What? All right, so he's from Washington, kind of the Seattle area. What does he sing about? What's what's his message? What does he sing about? Is he Christian? Does he write Christian songs? No affiliate. What what's the deal with that? What what's his message in his songs? Yeah, so that's a really interesting question, actually. Noah Gunderson grew up in a really conservative Christian home. And he wasn't allowed to listen to Christian music when he was growing up. And so I read an interview that said he spent a lot of time, um, like, working construction with his father's business. And he would listen to, like, the pop radio or um, the rock and roll station on, like, his free time and his his headphones. And so he could listen to whatever he wanted. And that was, like, a breath of fresh air because he felt like a lot of Christian artists— we're just singing these like happy okay. songs. Can you tell me a song? Give me an example of a song and what that song was about. One of his songs? Yeah. Okay, so I think the song that started gaining in popularity and maybe the most profound song where he talks about like life, I guess, is called Jesus, Jesus. It's from one of his older albums. Um, and it's actually a song where he's starting to walk away from his faith a little bit. And he, um, or from the traditions of his family is maybe how I should say that. And he... He asks a lot of questions. It's a conversation with Jesus. He has a line where he says, Jesus, Jesus, there are those they say they love you, but they have treated me so goddamn mean. And I know you said forgive them, for they know not what they do, but sometimes I think they do, and I think about you. If all the heathens burn in hell, do their children burn as well? What about the Muslims and the gays and the unwed mothers? What about me and all my friends? Are we all sinners if we sin? Does it even matter in the end if we're unhappy? That's some good lyrics. He does. He's a very strong lyricist. He's moved a little bit from um, singing about faith and spirituality to singing his most recent album is called Carry the Ghost. And it's about how those things that have hurt us and those things that we dwell on, how it's time to carry them with us. And instead of just dwelling there and sitting there, it's time to like move forward. And those things make us who we are. But Okay, so he's not just some forward. shallow scrub. No. Essentially is what I got He's from definitely that. not a shallow yeah, scrub. Yeah, I, I would probably go see this guy if it worked out. I'm going to be honest. I was skeptical right. at first, but... You know, it sounds like he's got some quality music. Great. I'd like to hear some first, but still. So we have an 80% convincing rate? Yeah, yeah. All right. Kendra wins. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you both very much. Does that mean I lose? No, you didn't lose. You won as well. Oh, yeah. Everyone wins with Noah Gunderson. (laughs) Moral of the story. (laughs) All right, thank you. 
Thanks so much for listening to Pop Matters. You can see all our upcoming events at calvin.edu slash SAO. All our podcasts and conversations with artists are posted at soundcloud.com slash calvinsao. Today's episode was edited by Ollie Crevier, David Fitch, and myself. Special thanks, of course, to Ken Hefner, founder of the Calvin College Student Activities Office. And thank you to our whole podcast team, Greg Manny, Haley Jansen, Daniel Hickey, Ollie Crevier, Jordan Peterson, Emma Carpenter, Connor Copeman, who also composed our theme song, Derek Camp, Morgan Anderson, David Fitch, Sarah Kennedy, and Patrick Yonker. You know what? We even have a brand new staff member, John Spikeman. I'm going to assume that's how you pronounce it. I've only ever read it. Thanks, John. And thanks to all of you for listening.